Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Woo! Bring them out. Bring them out. Bring them out. Bring them out. Woo! Bring them out. 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 Bring them out, bring them out. Hey, what up? This is Point Wisconsin, the Badger Volleyball Podcast. I'm John Audis, joined by Dennis Punzel of the Wisconsin State Journal. And coming up on today's podcast, we'll have a chance to speak with Wisconsin freshman setter Sydney Hilly. Ask her how this season's going uh, so far for her. As the Badgers picked up a couple of big wins. We know that as far as the team's concerned. Now 4-4 four and four in the Big Ten and 13-4 and four overall. After they beat Nebraska and then Indiana on Friday. And we'll start there before we bring in uh, Sydney on the podcast. But the big story of last week was that win over Nebraska. And uh, once again, Wisconsin. It's so funny how that match almost mirrored the first match, aside from the fifth set that they never got to, thankfully. But it was Wisconsin winning the first two sets and looking pretty good doing it, just like in Lincoln. Then the Huskers come back and look really good in the third set. Just like in Lincoln, I think that score was a little bit deceiving because the Badgers went on a run late in that third set at um, at Nebraska. And then the fourth set, it was really tight and really close. But this time, as opposed to the first time around, the Badgers were able to pick up that win in four sets. Of course, last time, Nebraska came back in the fourth and won the fifth set. But uh, it's a huge win, nevertheless. But I don't know. I thought that was kind of neat or interesting, I guess, how that both those matches almost were carbon copies of each other. Yeah, it was. They got the win that we were talking about last week that they really needed to do to show that they could uh, not just play with an elite t- program like Nebraska, but to actually beat them. And I'm sure for the crowd there and their heart rates, it would have been nice to just finish them off in three convincingly, just like the first two. And then bigger picture, I think it probably does them more good to have that, uh-oh, here we go again, possibility entering their heads and from what i gather that was in a lot of people's heads in the stands and on the floor it's like they saw uh oh here we go again except they didn't go that way again they showed that they can summon whatever it takes whether it was the grit that they talked about earlier in the week to me and uh they showed that they had it and uh, the timing was really good for them and it'll come up again here in you know, later this week and next week when they face two more of these kinds of powers. It's a good point that at some point in this season, they're going to have to, they're going to be challenged like that. And so far, when they have been challenged up until last Wednesday, when they had been challenged, it was the other team coming out on top. Even though, I mean, you know, uh, Coach Sheffield makes the point that they're two points away from, at one point, probably being the number one team in the country before that second Michigan State loss in which the Spartans beat them in four. But, yeah, at some point, right. you're going to have these close these close matches, these close sets, and at some point you're going to have to get over the hump. And I wonder, too, you know, how much that helps someone like like Dana and Sydney. And there are, there are some young players. I know, obviously, there's Kelly Bates and Lauren Gillis. you got some some senior leadership. But even Tiana Williams, I mean, she's, she's a junior. She should be a, a leader. But there's, there's a bunch of sophomores out on the floor, too. Yeah, there's a lot of young people who haven't won a, a match like that. 
And, you know, then there's older ones who have won some and lost some. And you never know. Everybody's got their own particular demons they deal with and or positive thoughts that they can go back to when there's another match like that. And uh, so this is now a, a positive match for uh, this younger group to say, yeah, we were there and we pulled it out. So the Batchers win that one, then they beat uh, Indiana. Didn't really look that impressive through the first couple of sets against the Hoosiers. What'd you make of that? You know, and I, Kelly, I was really putting a, a good spin on it afterwards. It seemed like the crowd wasn't into it. Uh, you kind of get spoiled when you, it seemed like every match was, you know, a national powerhouse matchup. Mm-hmm. And then you get somebody who's not a power, who's on a what, seven match losing streak. They ha- still haven't won in the Big Ten. It's hard to get the people up. I, I don't know that the players weren't up, mm-hmm. but it sure looked that way. And uh, yet they were able to summon. I thought uh, Lauren Gillis played a really good match, and she's had a couple in a row. And, you know, you're going to have some workmanlike matches. You don't necessarily have to peak against teams that you should beat without peaking. That's a good point. This was the first time, really, that they had an opponent on the schedule that they should win and they should look pretty good doing it. Because you start, well, number one, you're going to be jacked about the Big Ten opener. Then you lose it. Then you're going to be even more into the next one to try to win it. That was Michigan. You go to Iowa, first time on the road in Big Ten play. You're going to be pumped up for that. Then at Nebraska, then Minnesota, then Michigan State again, and Nebraska. And then you get to, so you're right, there's this this huge stretch of big-time matchups, and then you get to Indiana, a team you're supposed to beat. I don't know if that that happened, but like you said, maybe the, the scoring kind of made you believe that that was what was going on. Yeah, it, it seemed that way, and yet you know they were even or behind somewhere in the middles, around in the 15s, and then they just kind of turned it on and, and didn't let it become one where they let it slip away. You, you look around the Big Ten, there's always a, a really good team that loses a set to somebody, and they didn't let that happen. All right, uh, let's bring in Wisconsin freshman uh, Sydney Hilly. She's uh, going to join us on the podcast today, and we'll bring her in right now. Hey, Sydney, welcome to uh, Point Wisconsin. How's it going today? Fantastic. How are you? Uh, we're doing great. We were just talking about the last couple of matches uh, for your team, the win versus Nebraska, and then the win uh, versus Indiana brings that uh, Big Ten record back up to 500. Um, but I want to take you back to last Wednesday, about a week ago. What was that locker room like after your team defeated the fourth-ranked Huskers and earned that season a split with Nebraska? Yeah, we were super excited. Um, we really needed that win, and we went into the game just thinking we're going to go all out right now, and we have nothing to lose. And I think that it really showed on the court, and I was just so proud of everyone. But then Kelly came in, and he was like, it's good to be excited right now, but this is not going to be the highlight of our season. And I think we all know that, but we were just super excited. It feels so much better to win than to lose. Afterwards, uh, Kelly alluded to the thought that as that fourth set was kind of evolving, that a lot of people are saying, uh-oh, here they go again. Did that thought enter your own mind after coming off of the same, a very similar match against uh, Nebraska at their place? and having that same storyline, or did it not occur to you? Um, It personally did not occur in my mind, because I had all the belief in the world that we were going to win that match, and I think that's what we have to do 
to win these super close matches, and you can never have any doubt in yourself or your teammates. And I think that that's how we pulled that one out, is we finally just had all the belief and no doubt. How do you think that will help you, not just tomorrow at Maryland, but following that up, you have two more Nebraska-like matches when you go to Minnesota and to Penn State to have had success against a a top-tier team how do you think that will carry over as you go forward and, and then there'll be more down the line for you? Yeah, I, I think definitely that win against Nebraska just gave us a lot more confidence. I mean, we were all feeling pretty frustrated, pretty down after those four losses. But that win definitely showed that we are uh, a big contender to win this conference. And I think that if we have all that confidence in ourselves and the belief that we will pull out, the matches, even when we're not doing too high, I think that that is definitely going to help us because every single match you can lose. It doesn't matter who it is. We just have to go in there and have all the confidence that we're going to win. We're talking with Wisconsin setter Sydney Hilly on Point Wisconsin. So can you tell me a little bit about your, your freshman season? What what are your impressions of, of college volleyball now that you're well into the season? Yeah, college volleyball, Big Ten volleyball, is awesome. Like, I can't even explain to you how cool it is to be able to play every match is someone who can beat you. I had never played in an environment where where that was the case, and I think that there's just so many talented players, which makes it super competitive, super fun, and blowouts are never fun, and you're not going to have a blowout in the Big Ten. It's always going to be competitive. So I'm really excited about the season. Uh, one of the things that we hear a lot about is uh, – developing and strengthening your connections with hitters. What is that process like when you have different types of hitters? Like your your two middles are extremely different people and uh, setting to your outsides. And so how do you develop that relationship with them, the connection, and how do you improve on it as you go along? Yeah, I think uh, me coming in a semester early has just really helped that. I couldn't have- Imagine trying to get all those tempos down, all the communication, the bond between everyone just during preseason. So I think that having that springtime to really work on it has helped us get to this point. But I think just trust and communication are the two biggest things. Because you're right, everyone on the team has different tempos. Like Bates is hitting something faster than Gilly on the outside, and Dana has a higher reaching point than Tiana. So like everything... Everyone has their own thing that they need. And just the communication between me and the hitter is what's going to make it better. And you got a lot of that, like you said, coming in and enrolling early. What was that decision like? Did you ever think twice about maybe, you know, maybe I'll, uh, I, I won't go in early? Or was it always, has your mind been made up? Or what was that process like? And how did you come to that decision? I mean, when I was a freshman, when I knew that you could graduate early, when I was a freshman in high school, I was like, I want to do that. Because I think it's just so huge for a setter to go in and get that connection with everyone. Um, The only time I ever had, like, doubts about it was, like, the day before I had to leave. I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't know if I'm ready for college. But I got here, and I seriously think it's one of the best decisions I've ever made. And I think it's really benefited our team. Uh, after uh, Wednesday's match, you, you get to go home again. Uh, do you, and I know you haven't even given that a thought. But as you give that a thought, because I ask you about it, how many uh, hilly connections will be able to get into uh, the sports pavilion? 
Yeah, I'm trying to get as many tickets as I can from everyone on the team. Um, there are so many people asking me for tickets. Um, I know my mom bought, like, 40 tickets, and I'm getting, like, 20 tickets for my team. So there should be a little Wisconsin fan section there that'll help us. <laughs> I mean, you got to be looking forward to that. Once again, I want to ask about Maryland, but you got to be looking forward to that being from Minnesota. And, of course, we all read the article that Dennis wrote about you, how it kind of came down, your, your choice to, uh, of Wisconsin and how you kind of knew you wanted to be a Badger, and now you're going back to Minnesota. It's got to be that's got to be a big deal for you. Yeah, I mean, I grew up watching matches in the PAV, and it's a super cool environment. I mean, it's up there with the Fieldhouse in Nebraska. It's one of the coolest places to play, and Minnesota is obviously a great team. I'm going to have a lot of people there that are watching me. Uh- with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From home, so I think it's going to be super fun. And I guess I should bring it back one one notch here because I assumed everybody who's listening to this podcast has read the Dennis uh, Dennis's piece on you. But if they haven't, can you can you tell that story again about how it came down to Wisconsin and how you ultimately chose the UW? Yeah. So when I was growing up, I always thought I was going to be a Gopher just because my grandpa and my uncle they both played baseball at Minnesota. They're huge Gopher fans. I was always at the basketball games, the volleyball games, everything. Um, so Minnesota was like one of the first schools to start recruiting me. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be a gopher. And then I called Kelly cause he told me to call him. I was super nervous. Um, this was, Wisconsin was my first real visit and I visited some other schools, but it was always down to Minnesota and Wisconsin. Um, but I was, I had a really hard time choosing between the two. Um, and then one day, Kelly told me that he was going to offer my scholarship to another setter, and he said whoever took it first was going to get it. And so that made me super nervous. And then he tweeted bingo, which means someone committed, and I thought that my spot was gone, and I was just so sad. I was like, I lost my chance, all this. I called him. I was like, who is it? He was like, don't worry, it's not the other setter. And right then I was like, I'm taking the spot. Like, I want to go to Wisconsin. Such a cool story there. Um, you know, talking about Minnesota and that environment, and you mentioned how you grew up going to, to matches there. Uh, and you're kind of getting your first taste, obviously, of of road venues in the Big Ten. And Nebraska was a big spot. And I know Maryland's a smaller environment, but it, it does get loud. And I think this is – they haven't had a lot of home Big Ten matches yet, so – uh, I, I think fans there of Maryland volleyball will be excited to go watch a top ten team uh, in Wisconsin as well. Uh, what are your impressions, just kind of 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 the atmospheres that you guys have had to had to compete in in the Big Ten? Yeah, I mean it's definitely different. Um, playing at home with all the fans behind you is super cool. Lots of energy, all that. But you go to a place like Nebraska and it's super loud. They're totally into the game. And your goal is to silence them because you don't want those fans into the game. Um, but uh, Kelly said Maryland is going to be packed. They're super excited to play us. And 
they're trying to get the students to fill up the place, so it's going to be loud. Sure, there's going to be some chirping between the student section and our team, but uh, on the road, it's just you got to focus on one point at a time and try to zone all the other stuff out. Um, I think serving pass before the match really plays a huge part in it and just getting used to the environment. Um, but, yeah, playing on the road is definitely different than home, and I'm super excited for us to actually go on the road and play some good teams. Yeah, and I, you haven't had a chance to really experience it much because you played peer teams for the most part, teams in that top level. But there's the other vibe in the conference when you're a Wisconsin or a Nebraska or Minnesota is you go someplace and they know they can make their season by beating you. And they get up for you and, and places that might have 500 in attendance for another so-so match will fill it up because Wisconsin's coming to town. And that, that's a whole other kind of vibe that you'll experience as you go around. Yeah, I think it's super cool that teams are excited to play us and they want to beat us so bad. And I think that that just motivates us even more to play our game because they respect us as an opponent. And obviously we're going to respect them. Um, and just having a ton of people there, no matter if they're our fans or the opposing team fan, I think this, it brings so much energy and makes the game so much more fun to play. You know, Sydney, there was a point, I don't remember which match it was. Uh, they all get confused in my, head's a time, my head at times. But uh, there was a match here where I think you, you kind of turned into a hitter at one point. You got a swing. <laughs> Do you, do you know what match yeah, I'm talking Minnesota, about? Minnesota. Okay, okay, it was Minnesota. And so, yeah, yeah, it was. It was the Gophers. And so you had, what, 1,900 kills uh, in high school, um, but you're the Wisconsin setter. I've always thought it was interesting how, um, you know, players come in and they, they have a position that they're going to play in college, but they don't necessarily play that all the time in high school. So so what was the transition? Because you did play setter at high school, but you also, I'm, I'm, if I'm correct, you played on the outside too? Yes, so my first two years I played um, setter in the back row outside in the front row, and then my last two years I was playing outside all the way around, so I was never setting, um, which is pretty cool. Um, I loved playing outside. I think it really just brought out my aggressive side, and I had a great setter, but uh, yeah, and I got to have a little bit of serve receive in my game, which I got to say I have not really worked on that since I've been here, so that's probably gone down. But uh, hitting's always just been super fun, and I think that me playing outside really benefited me as a setter because I get to know, like, how it is, like, what kind of sets I need in certain situations, and it just helps me see things from a hitter's perspective while I'm setting now. When you were uh, studying matches, how much do you look at the other team's setter and what they do and things that you might try to incorporate into your game. Do you look at that at all? Yeah, of course. I mean, I watch a lot of stuff on Sam Swenson. I grew up watching her, still watch stuff on her. Um, I watch a ton of stuff on Lauren, Lauren Carlinia. Um, she's just so good, and there's so many things that I need to work on that she did so well. Um, I think watching her helps me a ton. Um, and then just watching film of myself, too. Um, with Kelly, he usually breaks it down and said, or he'll say in this situation, Lauren may, may have done this, or like you should work on this. And I think that that is, it helps so much to see yourself on film because you feel like you're doing one thing while you're doing it, and then you look back and you're like, oh, I was doing this. And so it helps a lot. Talking with Sydney Hilly on Point, Wisconsin. All right, I want to ask you uh, some off 
the uh, beaten path type of questions here at uwbadgers.com. You love Justin Bieber. True or false and why? Uh, true. I actually saw him live last year with a couple of my volleyball teammates. Um, I like his old music a little better, but uh, I do really like his music. It's easy to sing along to. Uh, you love The Office and How I Met Your Mother. So if you had to pick one that you could only watch for the rest of your life, which one would it be? The Office, for sure. For favorite sure. Favorite show ever made. <laughs> good, good call That's, there. That is okay. a good call. <laughs> Who, who's your favorite Your favorite character? Uh, probably Dwight. Yeah. Okay. That's good. There's too many good ones to choose. I was just watching The Office. I watched three episodes last night. I'm just running through the whole, the whole season. I've right seen now. every episode at least times and i just randomly watch it through again i like creed <laughs> he's he's <laughs> underrated isn't he um let's see here uh let's see here uh nobody knows how much you love to sing in the car are you singing in the oh, car a lot yeah. is this true yes i mean that's one of the things i i miss about here is you can't really sing out loud on a moped without people looking at you like you're crazy <laughs> so back home driving just singing as loud as I can. No one can judge me for how bad I am. I kind of miss that. You know, I've, <laughs> I've seen some videos of Molly Haggerty singing. Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> uh, so, I don't... Okay, I guess I'll have you critique Haggerty, and then uh, as a follow-up question, who, who's the best singer on the team? Um. Well, I think Molly really put some personality into it. She was trying, and it was, it was, it was fine. I mean, I'm not going to critique her too bad, but... <laughs> Um, best singer on the team, I'd probably say Dodd. I mean, I don't know if you guys know, but she was pretty in the choir, so she actually has some good vocals. Hmm, I did not know that. We'll have to ask her to sing <laughs> next time I interview her. Um, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, the person you most admire, your brother. Why is that, and, and what's his name? My, his name's Alex. He's 22. Um, I just look up to him a lot because I just love who he is as a person, and I think we're pretty similar. I mean, he's going into pharmacy, and I, that's what I want to do. And he always played sports in high school. He's playing club volleyball there, so we both played volleyball together. And I just, I really look up to him, and I, I want to be like him. Uh, do you say what in tarnation a lot? Because that's <laughs> that's an odd phrase. I used to, and that was the trend. I don't know, I was on Twitter, and I thought it was super funny, so I always used to say it. Not as much anymore. Got to keep up with the time. Textbook execution. I think I'm going to use it on the radio next time <laughs> you and a, a hitter connect for some, an, an awesome kill. What do you think? Oh, yeah. I use that in practice all the time. Someone does something perfectly, I said, textbook execution. Uh, and then biggest pet peeves. Um, slow walkers is this like when you're just like walking around like downtown or something and someone you know, trying to get to class you got somewhere to go and someone's walking slow in front of you that makes me so mad and then um, eating noises yeah I mean I, I I don't really know how to explain that one I mean it just really grinds my gears to hear people eating that's <laughs> <laughs> Well, I can understand, like, with an apple or something, and it's like, you're just trying to focus, and you're the crunch, <laughs> crunch, crunch. You're like, shut up. I'm trying to read. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Well, Sydney, we uh, appreciate you taking some time to be on Point Wisconsin here today, and best of luck against Maryland and uh, Minnesota this weekend. Thank you so much. All right. There you go. That's Sydney Hill. Take Hilly. care, Sid. Yeah. All right. See ya. There you go, Sydney Healing. Big matches for the Badgers. Maryland, that, that weird environment. Like you said, and I think that's a good point, Dennis, is 
the Big Ten's kind of separated with the big-time matchups against elite teams, and then there are other matchups where that team has you circled on the calendar along with all the other elites, and they want to pick up a win against either one of you. And there are teams like Maryland has kind of moved up. When they came into the conference, they were like you know a, a half a nudge ahead of Rutgers and from being really terrible. And they've gotten much more competitive, and they're they kind of in that Iowa crowd. There, there's Michigan. You know, Michigan may be a little more accomplished, but there's that middle class of the Big Ten that is capable. If you let them, they can beat you. And now there's there's a Rutgers who won't beat you no matter how much you let them. But th- this is the kind of team that is dangerous if you're not playing at least uh, close to your top. And I believe, I might be making up stats here, but you're right. I mean, when they first entered the league, Maryland was a little better than Rutgers. I think they won their very first matchup in five sets, if I'm not mistaken. I think Rutgers' only Big Ten win was against Maryland. It might have been, yeah. I, I might have made that up. Somebody looked that up. All right. Any other uh, words, Dennis, before we go? Uh, I think we'll move on. All right. Thanks for listening to this week's Point Wisconsin for Dennis Punzel. I'm John Audius. Oh, yeah. Listen to the matches on 100.9 FM and on iHeartRadio. 445, the pre-match uh, against Maryland. And then the, what is the Minnesota match? I don't even look that far ahead, Dennis. We'll have it 15 minutes before first serve. That is 715, 730, the first serve against the Gophers. All right. See ya. Thanks for listening to Point Wisconsin. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.